This is Music Mentality with Angie. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Angie, she, her pronouns, and today's episode is a little bit different. Today I'll be talking with Elizabeth, who is here to discuss all her wisdom in regards to her experience working with InXS and Michael Hutchins. Alongside this, we talk about depression, performing through pain, and finally, meditation. Elizabeth is this beautiful soul who I'm so honored to have the opportunity to chat with. She has helped me so much with all her knowledge, her calm character, and her beautiful voice. In fact, Elizabeth decided to use her voice to create these beautiful visual meditations, which I highly recommend. You can find the link to her meditations in the description. Enjoy. Hello, how are you? Great, thanks. Good, I'm glad. How's your week been since last time we chatted? It's been really good. It's been really good. For you mentioning that you worked with NXS, how was your experience with them? Oh yeah, they were really lovely. But um, I was told before the shoot that um, the singer was was difficult, and of course he wasn't. He was he was absolutely lovely, Michael Hutchins. And then he had he had uh, an incident that sort of pushed him over the edge. I think it was a fight with a cab driver or something. A few years after that, and had terrible. Um, mental, emotional challenges and ended up taking his own life. And I know when I started my, my journey as a helpful person started with offering neurofeedback, which resets the brain. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, these people that I worked with, with, um, with mental, emotional struggles, it wasn't about looking good on camera. It was about feeling good in their hearts and, and I could do that for them now. And um, it was, and I especially, he was the first person I thought of, even though it was decades ago. I thought, gosh, if I could have, if I could have helped Michael, Michael Hutchins, he was such a sweetie. He was really, really great. And there was something magnetic about his presence. Do you think it was the fans and the fame and the expectations that, really pushed him over the edge I don't think it was I mean I don't really know because I didn't know him at that point but I I don't think that was bothering him but it wasn't when I when I was working with them mm-hmm. that didn't bother them at all in fact he just kind of he almost like 
used it as an energy like he was unbelievable on stage I don't know if you've ever seen any live footage of them but he was just the way you'd move and we would absolutely own he would have the audience like in the palm of his hand he was amazing <laughs> um it's weird we look at these people and we think that they have it all but then they're human beings they're human beings and that the, that was the some of the most talented people I, I worked with were struggling with mental and emotional issues and sometimes that's where the that's where the art comes from is a, a sort of desire to express that the beauty of that melancholy mm-hmm. and somehow make it more beautiful and more poetic and that was what inspired a lot of the great poets as well I don't know if you've read any Keats but he was he was pretty miserable <laughs> well that's yeah, the thing it's it's difficult our art creates such a, our sadness creates such art and such masterpieces and it's, uh-huh. it becomes difficult to let it go especially when our livelihoods depend on this art so it's like we don't want to let it go anymore because that is what makes us our money makes us our happiness but meanwhile we also have to hold on to the sadness so that we can continue making this and putting it out it's it's just this like catch 22 yeah you, you're stuck uh, in this cycle yeah I think it's that it's um, the poignancy of expressing those human emotions in a way that connect with other people. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really wonderful. And if you, if you have the courage to go ahead and express that in, in creativity and go, you know, this is, this is how this feels to me and just really, really be, have the courage to be vulnerable about it. Yeah. This, this is how this feels. It's, it's beautiful and it's painful at the same time. And it's very human. Um, I look back on some of the stuff that when I was doing music and I just think, God, I was so depressed back then. <laughs> I wonder what I would have been writing if I hadn't had such terrible depression. Do you think you would have been writing? I think I would have been because I started, I started, I mean, I remember writing, a, performing in my head a song when I was eight because the fact that I was eight was in the lyrics um and it was like a rock and roll Elvis type song wow for an eight-year-old especially (laughs) right and I had a whole like dance routine for it and everything but it wasn't I didn't feel safe expressing any of that because it was ridiculed so um that's another thing with with having a true honest expression of something that's emotional Mm -hmm. Like, how is it going to be received by the people whose approval we've, we feel that we've needed our whole life? But in yeah. fact, you could be, if you can, again, it's expectations. If you, can, mm-hmm. if you can hold your own ground and just insist on expressing these stories, because that's, that's your magnificence, that's your unique journey, that's, that's your gift mm-hmm. to the world that's your that's your expression of your spark of consciousness that you're sharing with with everything else with everything else that makes the leaves brighter on the trees that makes the birds sing a little bit louder because you're expressing truly expressing that creativity there's nothing wrong with it and it does it does feel it does feel vulnerable to do that because of other people's expectations again but very often especially parents can project their fears for 
their own lives and their their child's future by going oh no don't do anything that's mm. not we want to see you with a, a law degree in your hand or something that we know that you'll be all right oh yeah because that's something that they can relate to um it's not if you if you tell your you know your engineer dad that you just shifted to a new place of consciousness that's allowed you to express yourself fully as a <laughs> you know as a divine you know a divine vehicle for higher consciousness in the world they're probably gonna you know try and find you a psychiatrist but it's <laughs> it's 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 difficult being creative but we have to do it if that's what we have and i I don't consider myself a shy person, but I, I remember you mentioning that, you know, you grew up quite shy and introverted. Um, and I find that a lot of people think that the arts industry, particular, particularly the music industry, um, you need to be extroverted, you need to be outgoing, you need to put yourself out there. Um, and that's not easy for everyone, you know, not everyone is that way, but it shouldn't be so limiting. It shouldn't just be for people who are putting themselves out there voluntarily right. constantly <laughs> well i think one of the, the biggest challenges is that the public persona gets confused with with the actual person because you can go out um and perform and do an amazing performance and then just need to be left the hell alone mm -hmm. really because you need to pull your energy back in you need to regroup you don't want people coming in and telling you you're amazing for hours after a show. Maybe you just need to go home and um, be by yourself. And if I can think of an example, uh, Maynard Keenan from Tool, who's hugely popular and everybody loves him. Um, and he's amazing. Um, he, uh, disappears immediately after a show because he knows he has to and he doesn't show up and do all the socializing and all of that stuff because he knows he needs to go stand on stage and give it 200 percent to thousands of people for a couple of hours and he is incredible when he does that um and then just gone you know Maynard has left the building you know he has to just split he's not even gonna but before even getting to that stage, it's like you can be a very shy person. How do you put yourself out there and even get to a part where you're leaving fans trying to tell you that you're great? Because it's difficult, I imagine. I think he did it for years and he knew it wasn't right for him. But he's a grown up. I mean, he's he's in his early 60s now. It's, mm -hmm. I think it's different when you're young and you're open and you haven't got the experience or you maybe don't feel like you have the authority to tell people to please just leave you the hell alone. Mm -hmm. However you'd express that. But so, some of the most talented people I've ever been around have needed, so needed their own space. It, it takes away so much from them if they, if they give their own space away as well as their art, as well as mm -hmm. their um, the expression of their creative time. Mm -hmm. yeah 100% it's really difficult and we find regardless of someone's personality all artists succumb to 
people pleasing and fulfilling expectations. And when you don't, it's like you look like an asshole because you're not meeting your fans afterwards or you're not wanting to accept these compliments because you just want to be on your own. Honestly, not even fame, fame aside, like even I remember sometimes I'd ask my friends and my family to like, I just want to turn off my phone and I want to be completely on my own. And and it's like, what? But, but we need to reach you. We have questions like, like, do you not like us enough to want to hang out with us? And that's not the mm. case. You know, everyone just needs to right. recharge. People have different social batteries and it's difficult. But one thing I wanted to also mention was this point of expectations where artists feel like they they need to fulfill other people's expectations to the point where they will perform incredibly injured. We've seen so many artists get injured on stage and continue to perform or or break their leg and then be like you know what it's okay like I'll finish the show or I'll, I'll go to my show tomorrow as well and it's like mm-hmm. everything except for losing your voice because you literally cannot sing they will force themselves to continue going out there yeah. just to not disappoint all these different people and it's heart shattering to see yeah. them put themselves in pain for the pleasure of other people because <laughs> right. well, it's ridiculous just, yeah there's that whole thing of the show must go on. And I, I have a great story about that. When I was working on music videos in London in the 80s, there was, um, there was a company called MGMM uh, that put on a lot of these things. And they were doing a big show for Tina Turner. And I wasn't anywhere near senior enough to be doing makeup for her because she was a goddess, queen. and um, she was doing this amazing performance on stage. And because I was in that sort of production family, I was invited to come along and just be there as part of the, part of the event. Um, and she did this incredible performance. And there was a little bit of sort of like pyro, I think it was like confetti explosions around the front of the stage. And she went sort of over to one corner of the stage I don't know if you've seen her perform but she's got this wonderful she's an amazing dancer (laughs) so she was sort of went over to this one corner was like singing out over this one part of the stage and one of these things exploded um, by a mistake right in her face she didn't miss a beat she kept going oh my god this horrible thing that went off like right in her face she just didn't didn't stop performing the song and everyone just kept shooting as if nothing had happened and then she she you know she took care of it afterwards you know she chewed someone a new asshole or something backstage <laughs> but she wasn't going to do that in front of the entire theater did and she, she get injured cry baby hmm? did she get injured no she didn't but okay, good but the whole thing of like it didn't it didn't actually hit her physically Mm-hmm. If you're not expecting something to, to like confetti bomb in your face. Oh yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it was supposed to happen later in the show or something, and somehow it got triggered. But she was amazing. And I just was so in awe wow. of her doing that. No, it's it's just a it's it's admirable, of course. It's like, wow, you're amazing, you're so strong, but I feel like it's not any less strength to take a step back and be like, whoa, I'm either in pain or this was not expected or et cetera, et cetera. I remember I was seeing one of my old friends dance. Um, She was like in a competition and I went to go see the competition and 
Um, so when dan dancers, they dance, oh, many of them dance barefoot on the stage. And she was dancing when there was a nail sticking up on the ground and it sliced her big toe to the point where there was literally like a trail of blood on the stage and she did not stop. She kept going until the end of her piece. Uh -huh. And we didn't even know, like my friend and I didn't even know that she got hurt until afterwards when we went backstage and her toe was all bandaged up and she was limping. And it's, it's so painful to see all these artists work through their, I don't even want to say work through their pain, force it through their pain, because I mean, pain is there for a reason. And I remember I actually just recently learned the advantages of pain and it's to tell your body, hey, hey, watch out. This is going to keep getting worse if you keep pushing it. And right. it's, it's a warning. And a lot of people in the arts industry don't take that warning because, you know, people's expectations are beyond any self warnings. Yes. And they've probably got people around them who don't want them to stop because yeah. they make money for those people. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the toughest pain to work through is emotional pain. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I've seen that as one of the most talented amazing women songwriters whose whose songs are just absolutely heart-rendingly wonderful that I used to work with regularly as a makeup artist um she just had such terrible terrible depression that she shared with me and obviously I'm not going to tell you it's up to her whether she wants to share that stuff or not but um to, go, to just keep going, to keep showing up and performing and doing that when you just want it all to stop, you know, when you just, the, the, the darkness is so huge. I mean, it's incredible that someone can keep going through that. Yeah, and I think that, again, it comes with the, the American dream or Hollywood and, you know, LA, the, the big, you know... <laughs> everyone wants their name lit up in lights and when you've got it yeah I mean you probably know better than me of course because I mean you've worked with so many artists who have performed and toured and you yourself have, has you've been everywhere and do you think that it's really everything that it's made up to be or do you find that most people usually want to take a step back once they get it well yes and no I mean, if you look at someone like, hmm, I think of an example, <laughs> someone like Mick Jagger, who, who basks in fame, and he, he is really, really great at it. He's really good at it. Or someone like, um, who else really enjoys it? Ozzy <laughs> Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne really enjoys it. He's famous. He's famous you know, in the back when he's not doing anything, he's he's constantly talking about things. He's got opinion about absolutely everything. And he's wonderful. I I, I really, really loved working with him. I, we did several shoots and um he he's kind of built for it because he um he has got an opinion. He does like people to listen to him. And, uh, and he's just really great and enjoyable to be around and a born showman. But there are other people who just, they've got all this talent mm -hmm. and they feel like they have to do something with it. 
but um, like I knew I reached a certain point where if I'd done any more and lost my privacy, it probably would have killed me. Mm. So that's a difficult thing to carry with you. Well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't become well known for, for doing music because um, I'm glad I got the songs written and out there. And I, even though at the time I found it frustrating that um, things weren't unfolding that way in the typical story of, you know, um, you know, being successful in the way that we're supposed to be successful if we're doing that usually equates with making lots of money. Um, but if I'd lost my privacy, I, I was absolutely no mental condition then to have managed that. So I completely understand why people turn to drugs, mm. um, including alcohol or gambling or whatever, whatever is the thing that soothes. I absolutely get it, especially the things that keep you awake. Because mm -hmm. the, if you're touring, the schedule is so brutal. And uh, if, you know, if you, and remember some, some of the, I think it was my husband actually who toured with a, quite a few bands. And he said that you get to yet a, another town and you learn that yet again, you're going to have to sleep on the bus. It's what? like, what? Again? No hotel? <laughs> no, you you don't even get a hotel? Well, the buses, the tour buses have beds on them. And that's the whole point of having them. It's not just people sitting around playing cards and drinking. It's supposed to be, you know, they're just like little moving hotels with varying levels of comfort. But um, I've not been able to sleep on a moving shelf, which is you know, basically what it is. Yeah, essentially. So was, yeah, that was, that was when I first realized I couldn't, you know, I totally get cocaine. I, to I mean, I've never tried it. I totally get why that would be tempting to someone who just had, had lost like five nights of sleep and had to appear in front of a few thousand people. With all this energy and you're sweating because you're dancing around and you're singing is so much work as well. And playing instruments, it's a lot of work. Like singing is all breathing and then you're jumping around and instruments, you're keeping yeah. up with the beats and it's like this two hour show. And geez, it is so much pressure. <laughs> Right. It's unrealistic demands. Yeah. And, and it makes me mad. It makes me so mad at this world that we put these demands out there for all these different celebrity artists, singers, actors. And it's like, shit, they're people. Right. Well, at least finally, in just in the last couple of years, there's been more conversation about it. Because we don't, we, we can't lose another one of our bright stars, mm -hmm. depression, um, or anxiety. I forget, I forget the names of a couple of artists who was like, I can't even go on stage anymore. I'm so anxious. <laughs> so, you know, there are always around, there are always a wrangling that without drugs. And that's, that has to be the next part of the conversation is how to deal with, um, how to deal with those things. This help tech help comes in so many different forms. Mm -hmm. Well, even temporary help can, can help a lot. <laughs> Sometimes people need that moment of calmness to be able to recollect themselves and keep going. So I guess maybe that isn't temporary. Maybe that is pretty long-term if you're able to recollect yourself and then move on. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like even temporary, even for a sweet little moment, if it helps, mm -hmm. then it's, that's great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle's work. He's a really lovely teacher. And he, um, he talks about just, you know, if you just take one conscious breath or just take one, what he would call a transcendent moment. And for me, I have them all day long um, where I'll just get absolutely drawn into some interaction between light, shadow, especially if there's water involved. Oh, wow. Um, just, um, we're just staring at a leaf something like super simple, just stare at something and, and find a beauty in it. And if there's nothing na natural handy, just stare at something man-made and, and just connect with the ingenuity, the inspiration that created that thing. And um, just that allows you to disconnect from all the, the mental rubble, you know, that just step over that stuff anymore just connect with something that's just really beautiful is shining light into your life because that's when um there's a great observation made by um a writer um and philosopher and i be honest i don't really know that much about him except i think he invented the geodesic dome buckminster fuller and he said this wonderful thing with instead of using your energy to resist and fight the things that you disagree with. Put your energy into building something better that's irresistible to other people. Because if, if, you, if you put your energy into fighting something, you're giving that thing more energy. Oh, yeah. If you, if you put your energy into resisting and fighting something, you're giving that thing more energy, like war of any kind, like the war on drugs didn't stop drugs. You're right. Yeah, it's like yeah. fighting fire with fire. It just makes a bigger yeah. fire. The war on this, the war on that, you know, that doesn't doesn't actually help. If you if you give it, if you give all of your, your energy and intention to building something better with with love, with appreciation, um, with offering that to people, you know, offering love and appreciation, they won't, they don't need the things that are connected with war. Yeah. Yeah. That's very beautifully said. Very well put. <laughs> well, I, I, I need to read more about, about him and what he was all about. But that was that was one thing that always sticks with me. It's like, don't, don't focus on the shit. Just focus on building something really beautiful and amazing that's so attractive mm -hmm. that the shit becomes irrelevant. Don't, so, give it, don't give it a place now that you have this toolkit and you know I guess you know how to control your emotions more and not only that but you're helping other people as well and you're able to overcome you know negative emotions and positive emotions one of the beautiful things that you told me in one of our previous in our previous conversation was um how when you're when you don't accept or you don't acknowledge these negativities or these negative emotions, you're stripping yourself of the lesson that you learn. I think that's a beautiful thing to say. And it's actually really helped me so far. And it's only been what, a week or two. But um, now that you have this toolkit, would you ever feel comfortable releasing your old music, recording new music? I probably would, actually. Um... There was recently a thing came up that was like um, a suggestion of performing one of the old songs 
And um, it was the first time um, that I wasn't, my husband's a really good guitarist, among other things. He's also a really talented director and just an all round sweetie pie. <laughs> and, um, he sat down with me and we went through this song and I'd never really played in my music because I was always embarrassed because my voice singing, you know, it's always sort of, um, and I have, you know, it's just all this shame around our own creativity. It's mm. so sad and unnecessary, but I certainly had it. It's like, oh, look, there's me making an effort to do something. How embarrassing. But I don't feel like that about it anymore. And I played in this song that I really love, a recording of it. And um, he learned it in like five minutes on the guitar. And we were ready to go off and, and perform. And I was just sitting there singing without any uh, self-consciousness. And it th that took a lot of work. And I got through certain barriers to that through using EFT with myself. Mm -hmm. Very painful, a lot of emotions come up, but just listening to the, what is the voice that is stopping me from singing? Yeah. Where did it come from and what is it saying? And you can, you can ask that before going to bed at night, just asking for clarity. Like, I'm ready to deal with this now. What, 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 is, the, what is the next voice that I need to listen to that I can clear out of my energy field and you know I and find then, that yeah it came in the morning and I wrote I wrote it all down this was the voice I knew exactly where it had come from who it was and then I just let that settle and there's, there's no rush to it either I just let that settle in for a couple of days mm -hmm. and then it was just I, I knew I had a clear afternoon and it's just right and I just sort of rolled up my emotional sleeves and got on with it <laughs> and just tapped through all those difficult uh, painful messaging towards me from a very young age that had stopped me from expressing myself the way that I could have been doing if I hadn't had those. But this again, this was a this was a glorious lesson about finding myself. Mm. It doesn't matter if it took this long. And if if someone had told me when I was twenty three that it was going to take this long, it's like I don't even if I, you know, what's the point of even breathing when you're in your 50s you know it's like you're just beyond redundant to be you know to be this ancient but um luckily that's not the case it actually goes better the older you get so anyway to to after all of that stuff to do the work to get beyond it and it is work and a lot of emotion comes up mm -hmm. and I felt I felt like I had a cold or flu for the next day I felt really ill it's just a lot of that that emotional goo leaving my body and then I was fine. Um, and just to sit with, with my husband and just unashamedly just sing that song was really, really amazing. It's beautiful. So yeah, I probably would. But I think as far as using the voice now, I think it's going to be more about the guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Wow. I really hope that you do release some of your music. I would love to hear yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got um, more to record now and i and i i record them in the closet because it's the best place for sound yes ta -da. <laughs> um and uh um my husband edits them for me that's amazing such teamwork yeah <laughs> he really is phenomenal yeah. so yeah so that's that's gonna that's gonna be the 
performance from now for now is going to be those. I don't think I'll go back to singing. Certainly not the early stuff because it was kind of pop songs and that just doesn't feel like me anymore. But there are songs I never recorded as well, so maybe I could do those. Well, actually, something that I sat down to do yesterday, <laughs> I was working in a cafe and I finished my work and I figured, yeah, yeah, you know, why not do some songwriting? I actually pulled up a song from when I was 11 years old and oh. very tacky and cheesy. But you know what? There were some lines in it that I genuinely liked. And I was like, hmm, what if I write a song today reworking from my feelings of when I was, you know, 11 or 12 years old using some of these things? And it's like, oh. It's been a very fun project, actually, and it's one that I think I'm going to keep up because it's very rewarding. It's honestly looking back at, you know, rechanneling those emotions, but also seeing how far I've come since I was feeling those emotions and as well as my writing skills. I mean, obviously, since yeah. I was 11 or 12, I've, I've gotten a lot better. Um, but I think that's really, really fun to look back at who you once were and, you know, acknowledge that that person is still a part of your journey they're in the past definitely. now definitely and when you were 11 you were tapping into a beautiful energy stream of creative consciousness and whatever forms it shows up through an 11 year old a 12 13 14 15 it, you know it's going to be filtered through your current experience like how you're inhabiting your life right then so yeah. if your cultural references with those that an 11 year old would be exposed to then yeah they're going to be different from now <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, one of the songs, it's again, funny you mentioned that. It was like, I opened one of them this morning. I had written so much. I don't know at what point I stopped writing music, but I had written an out, al- like I'd written two albums and like a bunch of singles that I wanted to release. I, again, I was 11, 12 years old. And I don't know why I'm diminishing it. I mean, I had big dreams when I was that age, but somehow no, along the way, do. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I do have pretty big dreams. Still writing. I'd love to hear some of your songs. I would love to show you absolutely but um yeah I was I think it was a few different voices in my case that I told me you know like this is not realistic this is not even that this is not even good I don't know why you're putting in the effort and I was like now looking back how do you tell a 12 year old that damn like you start writing when you're young but then over time it gets better and better and um yeah everything gets better yeah and one of my biggest influences (laughs) And I acknowledged it this morning, actually, but my biggest influence was One Direction. And I <laughs> like I read this sheet music and I'm like, oh, wow, that's uh, it's really following their format of music. <laughs> but it's it's amazing to see what an impact, you know, other bands and other musicians have had on me, an 11, 12 year old who dreamt of also creating music. Yeah. And it's it's really amazing. And I wish that people didn't let go of their inner child I guess how this conversation started (laughs) right and by the same token when you're true to your own um interpretation of your creativity when you're really true fearlessly true to it that will inspire other people because they'll resonate with with the authenticity of your expression absolutely I really I really hope that anyone who's listening to this just knows that they're a creative person for a reason that there is a magnificent thread that runs through all of us that is a divine creativity and none of us have to be religious to accept the possibility of that and that it's a it's 
it's abundant it's infinite mm -hmm. just keep creating more more beautiful stuff comes all the time just keep drawing it through just keep pulling the thread and it just keeps it just keeps showing up and getting brighter and brighter and we all deserve every level of success we're all just so amazing if we could only see it mm -hmm. and it, it, it other people's idea of success isn't necessarily the same of you as your own so just yeah, really really staying staying in love with life staying in love with with ourselves and each other um that to me is is the is the key for being successful in any field but especially in creativity and just mm -hmm. insist on it just take it <laughs> you know we're, we're not here for no reason we're here for a reason and if we've if we've got this beautiful creativity flowing through our lives we have to express it because if we don't no one will it's yeah. is unique it's unique to us absolutely and um if anyone wants to come and join me on one of the free guided meditations it, it's um it's available through my red website it's easy to register mm -hmm. and, and it will be link show notes, i'll send you the link but it's uh it's groundedalignment.com is my website and that that uh, pages forward slash gather g-a-t-h-e-r and just come and listen won't cost you anything might chill you out i highly highly recommend it to anyone listening and the link will be posted in the description so that'll make it easier for people to access it hopefully yeah and um, i do um, i do have some resources available as well especially for female musicians um that will also be free um that i can send you information about as well and anyone who registers on that gather page will receive information about that it makes me really excited <laughs> i'm very excited for anyone who will start this journey with you because i truly do think that you have an infinite amount of wisdom under your wing and it's i'm grateful that you're sharing it with so many people and also you're making it so accessible as well so thank you for that you're, you're very welcome and thank you for inviting me to have this conversation i think what you're doing is important i think it's really wonderful to open up to all the possibilities for creative people especially those who are struggling with mental and emotional challenges because no one else knows what's that what that's like other than other than those people i mean if you're creative and you just feel this burden this emotional burden it it has to be talked about it has to be honored and um and if you're expressing it in your music well done hooray yeah thank you so much for being here i really hope that you will come back here one day again and i could re-interview you because i feel like i still have so many questions left for you um, and I feel well, it's, it's been lovely to talk to you and we'll talk again. Yes, I would love that. I have showed you off to all my friends already and everything that you've taught me so far. And oh, really? Like, oh, great. Listen to this lesson. Oh my God, look what I learned. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. It's just all love and it's all, there's no end to that. We all have it. But there's a, yet a lack of it. That's the only, all the negative things, whatever name we give them, it's just an absence of love. 
so if we, if we if we're rocking the love and appreciation then we don't have to we don't have to worry about those other things sneaking in as much because we're we're more on solid ground and that's why i used grounded alignment for my website Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you're an artist and you've got a story to share with a passion for music, please do reach out. Whether you're just starting out or you've been in the music industry for years, I would love to hear your story. Follow me on Instagram through my handle at Music Mentality with Angie. Or email me at musicmentalitywithangie at gmail.com. Finally, a huge shout out and thank you to the amazing editor behind these episodes, Aileen Tamer. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.